Ready to elevate your credit understanding and score? With insider tips and a plan, you can take action to improving your score, which can save thousands in unnecessary finance charges. Let's tackle today's topic with your coach, Credit Christy. Hey friends, it's Christy, your credit coach. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode. Today, let's talk about joint credit. I get this term thrown at me a lot. I have a lot of questions that come to me regarding joint credit, and I'm actually quite surprised I haven't done an episode on this yet. So let's tackle it. So first things first, there is actually no true thing as a joint credit report. Each person has their own credit profile, which generates a credit report, and a married couple may have their profile show up on one report, but it's actually the merging of two reports. It doesn't commingle your information. So if you are married or contemplating marriage, I want you to know that married couples do not actually have a joint credit report. So if your spouse or future spouse has some stuff in their credit history, it won't show up on your credit profile. Now, if the two of you are applying for credit together, you are on a joint application for an auto loan or a mortgage or something along those lines. If you are legally married, your profile, their profile gets merged onto a merged credit report. But on that report, it lists out theirs and yours and joint. The only time something joint shows up is if you open up a credit line or a credit account together. So in other words, it's your report, their report, and those reports merge. If you're making an inquiry, to apply for credit. So let's say you and your spouse come and apply for a mortgage loan. I can pull your credit profiles as a merged credit report, but it lists yours and theirs. So I can actually identify which account is yours, theirs, or joint. So if you're applying for joint credit, then each of you would provide information such as full legal name, social security number, date of birth, your income, your assets. You would sign an application and allow your credit to be pulled. If you're applying for joint credit, that means you are both fully responsible for that debt and you have equal access to that account. And a lot of people apply jointly because by combining resources, you may have access to a greater amount of money to borrow than applying individually. And you can apply for something jointly with somebody that's not your spouse as well. It could be a friend or a family member, but I do throw a little caution out to the wind. And I recently made a podcast on should I co-sign for a loan? So if you're considering co-signing for a loan, and especially if it's not with your spouse, please invest the 10 minutes and listen to that podcast. So a lot of times somebody will co-sign for a loan if the person who's going for that debt or that loan has no credit, limited credit, or has a low credit score. I know in the finance world for an automobile, if you have too low of a credit score or not enough of a credit history, by bringing in a parent or a family member or something like that to co-sign can actually secure a really nice interest rate for that loan. But in the mortgage world, if you are applying for a mortgage and you have a really low credit score, by bringing in a co-signer that has great credit, it doesn't negate your poor credit. So in other words, you would still have to meet that minimum threshold for that loan program as far as the credit score requirements in order to be on that loan. Okay, so let's break down what is a co-signer and what is a co-borrower. A co-borrower is where you are both listed on the credit application. You each have provided all of that information I listed earlier on the credit application. You've provided your supporting documentation and you are assuming 100% responsibility for that loan should that person that you are going on the loan with to be a co-borrower doesn't pay. So whether you are both in it together or you're just helping that person along, you both 
both assume 100% responsibility and you would each have access to that account. So you can make changes, you can inquire, you can get updates, you can access that information. A cosigner, on the other hand, is also 100% responsible and all of those other things that I just listed, but you may not have access to that account. As a cosigner, they're just using your credit, maybe your income, but if you're physically just signing your name on the line, that doesn't truly make you a co-owner of that account. So your information available to you, once it becomes a loan, may be very limited, although you still take on 100% responsibility for that loan. And in some cases, one person of the two that have borrowed for this line of credit or this loan or this credit card, sometimes it only requires one person to be able to make changes to that account, to close that account, like a credit card or a bank account. But if you have a true loan, a student loan, an auto loan, or a mortgage, you will have to refinance in order to remove that co-signer or that co-borrower off of that loan. So just to wrap this topic up, married couples do not have joint credit reports. They may have joint accounts listed if they've applied for credit and have been given credit together, like on a mortgage or an auto loan. So even if your spouse's credit is good, bad, or ugly, it does not automatically carry over to your profile. So if your spouse has had a bankruptcy or a foreclosure or some other kind of derogatory event in their past, and you two apply jointly for something, it will show up on that report, but only listed under your spouse. It will not affect your credit scores or your credit profile. Again, the only time an account will appear on both of your credit reports is if you open a joint account or co-sign a loan together. And a couple of thoughts to leave you with. Through April 20th of 2022, all three of the large credit reporting bureaus, that's Equifax, TransUnion, and Experian, are going to allow a free weekly credit report to be pulled by you at annualcreditreport.com. That's pretty cool because in the past, it used to be annually, but they're allowing this through April 20th, 2022, so you can monitor, track, keep an eye on your credit profile and the information that's getting reported there weekly as a way for them to help during this really crazy COVID time. And I'll leave you with these three tips for having an optimal credit score. Paying on time because payments are 35% of what makes up your credit score. Lower your debt balances. Start with those credit card balances because of that debt utilization. Work on getting them below 30% of your limit. And then once you're there, drop them down even lower. And then lengthening the credit history. What is credit history? It's only reported on those accounts that are open. Once you pay something off and close it, it stops reporting on your behalf. And if you were in the process of building your credit profile, either starting from scratch or rebuilding, listen to my podcast that's entitled My Number One Tip to Improve Your Credit Score Almost Immediately. And it's about becoming an authorized user on somebody else's credit card that has a long-standing credit history. So that entire history drops on your profile. If you haven't already, I would love to connect with you and let's get social. You can find me at Credit Christie on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and TikTok. I'd love to connect with you there. And if you have questions, reach out to me at questions at creditchristie.com. And until next time, my friends, stay well. Subscribe now and share with a friend to stay in the loop for new credit content and insider tips to maximize your credit knowledge. And follow Credit Christie on Instagram.